and I'm getting the green light so it looks like we are live. What is up MMA Nation? How is everybody doing? Oh, if you're asking me, I'm doing fucking great. I'm here talking MMA. Just coming off UFC 216, why wouldn't I be fired up? Why wouldn't I be ready to just rant and ramble on about what I love? Some fights, some MMA fights. And how can you not be fired up after watching Mighty Mouse throw a man in the air and on the way down get catch him with the armbar and make him just tap out? I mean, hey, in Ray Borg's defense, he waited a long time to tap before he tapped, but he still tapped, and that was the most beautiful submission I have seen personally. From one of the greatest fighters ever. Um, hey, so uh, we're already on this, so we're just going to talk Mighty Mouse versus Ray Borg. What the... F okay, so Mighty Mouse... We all thought Mighty Mouse was going to win this fight. Am I right? Hands down, we all thought Mighty Mouse was going to win. Yeah, you can't ever... You can't count out anybody. Ray Borg is a solid fighter. 24 years old, has a whole career ahead of him, right? Whole career. Ray Borg has some problems with his weight, but hey, he made weight this time. It was going fine. He fought really good against Mighty Mouse. I mean, against him, it looked like you you can just tell the levels, the level of competition or the levels you're at. Monty Mouse is one of the greatest fighters ever. And that shows. You know, Ray Borg is, is known for his scramble. You know, getting you on the ground. Working you down there. And Monty Mouse made him look like he wasn't even the same league for, for on the ground. He just wasn't. Monty Mouse, is, that's why he broke the record of 11 title defenses. Demetrius Johnson, you are the fucking man. You are the best UFC fighter right now, dominating your division. Absolutely. Nobody can take that away from you. Don't let people say the competition thing because you just... How can you say that? He's just that good. I mean, sorry these guys can't compete with him. Yes, they're not the biggest names because they don't. A lot that division is not talking shit. They don't. They don't have big win streaks because eventually they got to fight Mighty Mouse and he's going to fucking win. So it's hard to market anybody else unless somebody can beat this guy. So Mighty Mouse is the man. Ray Borg, though. Ray Borg is going to have a good... If he continues on now, it doesn't get discouraged from this loss. Fight some more fights. Eventually, either Mighty Mouse... Now, he here's, here's the thing about this. Monty Mouse, if he continues on in this division, I think he'll reign supreme for fucking ever. He's only, what, 30, 31 years old, right? So he'll be fine. He could he could get this thing at, what, 18, 19, 20 in a row. But if he leaves his division to move up or retires because he's like, I have nothing less to prove, Ray Borg has a good shot of becoming champion one day. Really liked what I saw in that, in that fight. But... Ray Borg needs to just take what take this fight and learn 
and move on to become a better fighter. Because if he does that and keeps going up, he should be or he could be a champion one day or maybe fight DJ again and see what happens. Personally, Monty Mouse is the greatest. I don't see him losing that division unless he just quits training or doesn't care anymore. Fuck, he he dominated five round fight. Five rounds was just winning every round. And then he's like, he could have coasted. He had the points. He could have just coasted on, win the fights. You know, unanimous decision. But he's like, nah, I'm going to submit this guy. I'm going to fucking show that this is my win streak. Bye-bye, Anderson Silva. Here's fucking 11 in a row. Like, here we fucking go. This is what we're doing. Throws Ray Borg in the air. Catches him on the way down with an R bar. Locks it in. Ray Borg's just struggling. He's rolling. He's trying. And, like, Ray, you're done. He's trying, but he's going to rip his shoulder or break the arm. He knew he had a tap. He wanted to give it a good, the old college try, buddy. You just knew. You're fucking done, dude. There's no way. He had that sink so good. You weren't getting out of that. You know, I'm 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 really happy for Mighty Mouse. You know, it gives him more visibility. You know, in this co-main event, getting some pay-per-view points for the first time. Let everybody see you, because I hope he gets a big fight now, big money fight. I know he had the opportunity with uh, T.J. Dillashaw, but I hope now, after T.J. and Cody Garbrandt are done, he moves up and fights them, or they have a catch weight or something where. Monty Mouse can beat if he beats one of them, fuck. There's your markability and there's your money, Monty Mouse. So I hope I, I hope to see that. You know, Monty Mouse. Honestly, the fight I've already seen Monty Mouse face Cody than D, than you know TJ because Cody Garbrandt is just a bigger face. Big, you know, he is more markable. He's kind of the it superstar coming up in the UFC. So I like to see Monty Mouse just, you know, go up challenge. If you lose yourself your belt or have a catch weight, something where that would be a fucking that would be that would sell some pay-per-views. A like Cody Garbrandt versus Monty Mouse. Now TJ and Monty Mouse, I don't believe that sells. I honestly don't believe that will get that many buys. I really don't. Like TJ's great. He's a great fighter, but I don't see the marketability like I do with Cody Garbrandt. He just has that fucking it factor. And if he beats TJ, you know, and he's talking some shit to maybe Mighty Mouse, get that thing started, that'd be great. That's what you want to fucking see. That's what I want to see. As a fucking MMA fucking fan, purist, loving it, I'm like, damn, that fucking get me going. I get fired up talking myself. I get all fucking... Tingly and fucking goosebumps on me. I just get fired up talking about it. this. Is what I f- this is what I love. Sometimes, sorry. Sometimes I'm speedy fucking talking. I gotta slow down. I need to just cool it. I know, I know. But uh, anyway, Mighty Mouse. I hope to see a big fight with him. A big money fight. A big headline pay per view. His own card, champion versus champion, or him going for the belt at at one thirty five. That's that is what you want to see. That's what I want to see. You should all fucking want to see that. I'm not trying to make you tell you what you want to see, but I'm sure that's what you want to see. So, 
Let's get on to the main event of UFC 216. Now, this was... I was really interested to see this fight. And I... Oh, I think I fucking... Uh, I think I, I picked Tony Ferguson in three rounds is what I picked. And I think that's that's what we went, right? We got... I, I picked three rounds. Now, I said he was going to knock him out. So I was wrong, but we got the sum- he got a submission. He got the stop. Tony Ferguson. I'll tell you what. I was worried at the at the end at the end of the first round. Kevin Lee was had a fuck had the fucking mount on him, hammering him. If there was thirty seconds left, who would have known? Who would have known? Maybe Kev- Tony Ferguson could have threw him off or or reversed out of that. But Kevin Lee was going good. But then Tony, with his conditioning, he started flowing better. He started, he re- that's when Tony starts going. After one, two, three rounds, he gets, he gets later in those rounds. Tony, like, you can't compete because he has just a be- better cardio. And his fucking ground game is just fucking beautiful. Been working with, he's been working with Eddie Bravo. And of what? Of 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu and... Man, Eddie Bravo is, knows what he's fucking talking about. He's the fucking man, jiu-jitsu. And he's, you know, Tony learn, we're learning with him. It's just fucking amazing for his career. I mean, even, I mean, he's been doing great anyway. But with that, that's just another fucking tool. And Tony's just been killing it. And then his, you know, training in Black Bear or, or Black Bear, Big Bear. Sorry, right? Big Bear. He's been training Big Bear. And, and all this stuff, Kevin, Kevin Lee was like, uh... Um, saying how, oh, you're training in, in Big Bear and all this. You're old school training. I trained the you know UFC Performance Institute, and it's you know that's a new the new school technology. You're just you're stuck in the old time. Hey, it worked for Tony Ferguson. He was in better shape. His gas tank was bigger. He fucking went in there and kicked some ass. Now, he submitted him at the end of the fight. Kevin Lee looked so fucking, so discouraged, and he was pissed off, and he just knew that he thought, he really thought he was going to win. Now, every fighter thinks you're going to win. Kevin Lee really thought he was going to win. And, you know, there was talk of when Kevin Lee stepped into the octagon, and Joe Rogan was pointing this out. Is that, he's like, is that staff? Is that staff on his chest? And Joe Rogan kept saying that, and if you have a staph infection, it wears on your body, it wears on your gas tank, and if you take antibiotics for it, it really wears on your body, and then and then in the post fight interview, Joe Rogan was asking him about it, and Kevin Lee was like, "Yeah, it's staff, but you know, I was trying not to show it or anything in the lead up to the fight, and it kind of wore on me in the fight." Now I don't think that's an excuse because he never said anything about staff before, and like he had staff that look. I mean, he wasn't like. You know, I have staff on my leg. You can't see. You could see the fucking staff on his chest, and that's fucking bad. And that really would wear in his gas tank. And you can tell Kevin Lee if you look. What re, I watched rewatch the fight, and you rewatch it, you can tell Kevin Lee's. I mean, way gassed out. And if that's one of the reasons, you know, Kevin Lee was doing good in that first round. So, but it's not an excuse because Tony Ferguson, you know, he always plays better in, later in the fights, better in the later rounds. So. Who would have know? Who knows what would have happened anyway? Probably would have been the same fucking thing. But for that, for that right there, man, 
I think that's a good sign for Kevin Lee in the future. I think he's only 25. He has a whole he a career a fucking head of him too, just like Ray Borg. He'll be back. He'll get some. He'll fight too. Maybe fighting Tony that quick was was a a big jump. But he did he did look like he could hang with him for a little bit. So have a few more fights, two, three, four win streak again, and then come back and see if you can fight Tony or. Or see whatever, because this division's crazy. Who knows what's gonna happen? You got Nate Diaz in there, you got Eddie Alvarez in there. I mean, you got you got Khabib kind of fucking in there. Who knows what Khabib's doing? That tiramisu motherfucker. <laughs> and then you got your intern champion Tony fucking Ferguson has the belt. But then you got the champ, Conor McGregor. Now we're going to lead into this shit. Conor McGregor versus Tony Ferguson for the to unify the two belts. Is this a fight that's going to happen? Now, Dana White was asked in the in the post UFC press UFC 216 press conference about, you know, is is Tony going to fight Connor or is Connor gonna fight Nate or Connor gonna fight Tony or whatever? And he's like, "Hey, the media started this whole, you know, Nate Nate Diaz thing. You know, th- this has not been talked about. It's gonna be probably Connor versus Tony Ferguson. Anytime t- Dana White says something, you cannot fucking take it for like what what he's saying. He said so many times before about some stuff happening, and it ne- and he lied. And the next thing you know, Connor is fighting Eddie Alvarez for the belt." At Madison Square Garden, which it was gonna be supposed to be Khabib. So you do not know what Dan. I mean, Dana White, he's a promoter. He's supposed to say this shit. Like he's not telling you what's up. But but how he says the media started this. Yeah, the media started this kind of. Yeah, but after the Floyd Mayweather fight, Conor McGregor was like, "Yeah, I, I could see. The, the, I got to do the third one with 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 Nate." He said it too. So. That's why everybody's saying that. And does it make Dana? I hope. I mean, Dana's smart, so he should know that the Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight will sell more than Tony Ferguson. It just fucking will, because everybody knows Nate. Not a lot of people know Tony yet, and Nate Diaz has beat Conor. They're one apiece. You throw the fucking belt in the middle, and I was here talk some talks of well, it couldn't be for the belt. You can't have you can't have Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor because Nate Diaz is is, is sixth ranked, and there's an interim champion. You can't have it for the belt. Okay, two things: bullshit because he has a belt. That Tony Ferguson has a belt means Nate Diaz can't fight Conor for the belt. What about Robert Whitaker? He has an interim belt, and GSP is fighting Michael Bisman. So bullshit right there. Secondly, Michael Bisman again. He fought Dan Henderson. I'm pretty sure he was ranked 14th or 15th. And it was for the belt. So, fuck all that. Fuck sometimes what Dana White says. Fuck everybody else saying this shit. You can do, they can do whatever. And whatever self-fight they're going to do. And if Connor wants it, they're going to fucking do it. No matter what Dana White says. If Connor strolls his fucking Irish fucking ass in there and was like, Hey, I'm fighting Nate Diaz for the belt. Dana White's going to say, Ho fucking K. You know why? Because that's money, and that's Connor, and that's his power, and he'll do what the fuck he wants, when the fuck he wants to, and he'll say, this is my organization now. I do what I want. 
And it's true. He's the biggest face in the UFC and, and one of the top five to ten faces in sports. So, Conor McGregor is going to do what he wants to do 100%, no matter what anybody says. So, let's get back to him fighting Tony. I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. I want Conor to fight three or four more fucking times in the UFC. Hopefully, he does. I think there's a lot of fights to make. So, if he's going to fight a lot of fights, then yeah, I want him to fight Tony eventually. But I want to see him fight Nate first. I don't care that Tony has that belt. I want to see the Nate thing one more time and then go to Tony. But honestly, I want to, I want to see him fight Khabib before Tony. Sorry, Tony Ferguson. You've won 10 in a row. You're great. You're, you're awesome. I just don't want to see it. And I know a lot of people are, and some people are saying this, like, you know, Tony Ferguson, you know, he's the real deal. He has his ground game. Conor will get, he's going to get his ass kicked. What about Eddie Alvarez? He had a ground game. You know, he he had a strong ground game or a wrestling game. He could get you on the ground. And he he couldn't get Connor on the ground. He shot. He couldn't do it. Connor lit him up. Tony gets hit in the face a lot by people that aren't as good as Connor. Connor is one of the best, I'm going to say the best striker with his fucking fist, with his boxing ability in the UFC. So. Imagine Tony does get hit versus Connor. He might not he might get hit so quick that he's rattled and he can't do shit. He can't get you on the ground. You know, Connor, I think his his takedown defense is really underrated. I think it's pretty pretty fucking good. If he cannot gas out, you have a problem, Tony. And you know, he made Eddie Alvarez in his Connor McGregor's first lightweight fight in the UFC. Versus Eddie Alvarez for the belt. He made Eddie Alvarez look like he wasn't even ranked in the top 10. Okay? And he was the champion who just beat beat Rafael Dos Santos and he, pretty thoroughly. And Conor McGregor took Eddie, out, Eddie Alvarez out so fucking easy. It, it, was, it was such a mismatch. It, looked, it was like, who the, what the, Conor's the greatest. That's what it made me. That's what I thought. So I don't. Yeah, we haven't seen Connor fight in the octagon for over a year now, almost. So you, you might forget what Connor can do, but don't be fucking mistaken. Connor's that fucking good. He's one of the greatest. So I think he'll beat Tony, and I'll think he'll beat Nate, and then I think he's gonna fight for the welterweight belt or fight GSP, because Connor wants to be the greatest ever, and if he wants a third belt. I don't care what Mighty Mouse does. If he wins 20 in a row, Connor's the greatest fighter ever. Done. When's that third belt? See you fucking later, everybody. Nothing else to prove. So we'll see what happens. And I, I do want to see Tony and Connor fight sometime. But I do not think with Connor McGregor's first fight back, it's going to be versus Tony Ferguson. No matter what, it will sell a million pay per views. Yes, it will. But. They want Connor to come back to a, a fucking just something that gets you just your teeth like grinding. You're like, God, I can't wait. You're gonna, you're not, you're gonna love seeing Connor anyway. And they, and, and Tony and Connor, I think, could sell it pretty good, but not more than Nate Diaz or Khabib. So I don't know. 
this is what you know. This is what I would like to see. This is just me throwing my hat in this. My one idea, if I was a promoter, you know, Tony was talking about how he would like to still fight Khabib, and Khabib is like, hey, I want to fight for the, you know, I think the real belt's with Tony now, and you know, Connor Dana White was saying how Connor still wants to fight by the end of the year, and that would be the December thirtieth card at two nineteen. Why don't you have this, Connor McGregor? Versus Nate Diaz for the belt. Main event. And then your co-main event. Tony Ferguson defends the intern belt. Versus fucking Khabib. I know. Crazy. All four of them. In the, the arena. The same arena at the same night. The press conference would be fucking crazy. With all of them out there for the for the press conference. The co-main and main having Nate and Connor. And, and Khabib and, and Tony, that thing would be fucking. That's how you would sell this thing, because if Connor beat Nate, there would be so much shit talking with Connor and Khabib and then Tony all out there that you could set this up right after whoever both say Connor won and then say Tony won, and boom, they'd have all that shit talking in those press conferences to build it up for the next one, because all the eyes are gonna be on Connor and Nate, but they seeing those two guys there too. That's how you would sell this shit. That's what I would do. If I'm Dana White, I'm saying, listen, Tony, I know you want to fight Connor, but you'll I, you you beat Khabib, you know, and then Connor beats Nate. Well, then then you're gonna get that, or no matter what, you'll get to fight Nate, and that would be crazy. And you're all in the same card like that. That's how people. That's how people will get more eyes on you being on the same card with Connor. And then during the broadcast, Joe Rogan or and, and who Joe Rogan and Daniel or whoever's calling the fights will be talking like, hey, whoever wins this fight here is gonna fight Connor next or Nate next for the belt, and they could be doing this whole thing about it. That's what I would do. That's what I want to see. That would be fucking crazy. That would be the greatest fucking card ever with those two fights. Greatest. I know there's been three title fights at Madison Square Garden, and they're going to have three more at this Madison Square Garden pay-per-view at 217. But that right there would be just the fucking craziest thing ever. And then if they stack the card, whatever else they can stack the card with, that's what I would see, want to see. That's what I would promote. I'm getting fired up just talking about it now. So, Dana White, if you hear this, I sh- this is what I hope fucking make that happen. That would be crazy. And that is what I want to see right fucking there. Let me get a little calm down now. Uh, So, after that, UFC 216 is in the fucking books. We're done with that. We're moving on to UFC 217, the next pay-per-view for the UFC. We got some Bellator shit coming up. We're going to have our Bellator-only podcast starting this week. Um, it's just going to feature Bellator, only Bellator. When, we, when the podcast starts, it's, we're going to um, you know, talk about all the events, uh, the f- up-and-coming fighters coming up, you know where the Bellator has started and where they're at now and where they're competing with the UFC and how close or how far away they are from catching them and I feel like we there needs to be more Bellator coverage cuz they're coming up and some people like Bellator they watch it but 
Not a lot of people talk it as much as I think it should be. So, hey, we're going to dedicate a lot of our podcasts just just of Bellator. So, I hope you start I hope you guys will watch and listen and subscribe to the channel cuz you're going to get a lot more MMA fucking content. We're building this thing up and fucking why not? Why the fuck not? And why not do it with somebody who uh just doesn't care, doesn't give a fuck about the rules, and just wants to, just wants to talk about, talk about in a way where, you know, it's more relatable to some people that are, are younger viewers, and, you know, just know what I'm talking about, so, anyway, I appreciate everybody, um, please like, subscribe, you know, if you're uh, watching this on YouTube and if you're listening to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts, I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. I am Jake Ryan. We will be back this week. I fucking promise. I love everybody that listened to this. And if you just started listening, thank you very much. You'll see more. Um, I'm out, everybody. Have a good rest uh, of your day, your night, your week. I'll be back. This is Jake Ryan. Coming from nowhere, MMA. Fucking peace.